0: I want you to come once again and take your liberty tonight. Preach to me, Elder. Amen. God bless you. Oh, let's love him right now. I love you, Jesus. I will bless your name. I will bless your name, God. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. I will bless your name, Lord. I will bless your name, Lord. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I will bless your name. I will bless your name. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I will bless your name, my, my, my. Amen. Love what I feel. Amen. Brother Regan just gave me a confirmation in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn me to 2 Kings chapter 2. It's good to be back in the house of God tonight. I wish this church was full, but I'm believing I'm believing. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm believing God. It's going to happen. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I thought, this is a little humorous, I thought, as Brother Reagan was talking about the used car salesman, and uh, I thought... Bible says to compel them. Amen. When I was pastoring in Iola, Kansas, we had a group of people that, well, there was three of them, and uh, they came and they called themselves the Compellers. And uh, they said that God told them to come. Uh, The thing was, I guess that God didn't know enough to tell them what time to get there. Amen. Because they come in service had done been going a while and, and uh, they come in wanting to take control. Amen. But uh, that didn't happen. Amen. So, well, compel them. Amen. Compel them to come. Amen. Praise God. 2 Kings chapter 2, starting reading at verse 19. Amen. I feel a tremendous burden on my heart. I'm going to be preaching to you tonight. Anybody going to help me preach? And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth, but the water is not, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth unto the springs of water and cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. From these four verses of Scripture. I want to preach to this church something that I've never preached before. And uh, I believe that if I ever have a message from God for this church, it's now. And I humbly ask for your undivided attention. Oh, God, help me. I simply want to preach a divine reversal or reverse the curse. Amen. Could you help me pray, and would you really seek the face of God right now? In Jesus' name, God, I'm asking you. Oh, God, right now in your name, Jesus, let us hear from heaven, God, tonight. Oh, God, I'm asking you in your name, Jesus, Oh, I'm asking you, let your anointing, God, come down upon me. Let it, God, saturate me, God. I'm asking you, let the anointing fall upon the ears of everyone in the house and everyone that's listening online. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh God, I believe you right now. I will bless your name. I will bless your name. Oh God, I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. Oh, we need you, God. We need you, God. I'm nothing without you. I've got to have your touch tonight. I'm believing you for your touch. I'm asking you to reach down, God, amen, into the hearts of men and women in this house. I'm asking you, God, to speak to every one of us. Let no stone be unturned in this house. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, oh, I praise your name, God. I love you and I magnify you. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, somebody say, In the name of Jesus. God bless you. You can be seated. God is what I'm going to call the God of the turnaround, or He's the God of divine reversal. God is still turning cursings into blessings. That's just what He does. That's His business. Overnight, God can turn that thing around. Overnight, God can turn that thing that has dogged you relentlessly, the thing that, amen, seemingly cursed you until you feel like you've received judgment without grace. God can give you a divine reversal. David went from a nobody, an unknown, amen, on the backside of nowhere doing a job nobody wanted to do, uh, to somebody who was known all over Israel as the shepherd boy who killed a giant. He was front page news. Uh, Joseph went from the pit to the palace, uh, from the prison to a prince overnight. Uh, Saul went from a donkey fetcher to a king. uh, Overnight, one day he's chasing his father's donkeys, and the next day he's king over Israel. Overnight, that tells me that while they were sleeping, God was working. While they were sleeping, God, amen, was keeping somebody up. He was talking to them about them. And while they were sleeping, God, amen, had somebody up working, getting things in order so they would be ready for them when they got there. Oh, somebody say, Praise the Lord. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody tonight in this church who has been praying and asking God and seeking God for something. And you haven't seen any evidence of any change. But I've come to the house tonight to preach to you and tell you God has been working on it. It's in process. Let me say it like this. It's in transit. It's on the way. For example, oh God help me. I said it's in process I I said it's in process for example sometimes my daughter will go online and order something for me and I pay for it with the credit card it's mine the instant I pay for it but we have to wait two or three days and sometimes much more than that for it to show up in my mailbox God said to tell somebody it's yours already and you're just just about to show up in your mailbox in other words you're getting ready to see a manifestation oh God help me I'm preaching to somebody, amen. I said, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Oh, you have the faith, amen, to believe it because you're going to have to have the faith to receive it. I said, somebody is getting, oh, God. Oh, God. In Jesus' name. Oh, God. Somebody is getting ready to step into a prepared blessing. I know you can't see it right now, but just over the hill, there's a blessing waiting on you. Just around the curve in the road, there's some glory that's going to come out of this trial. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, you can read where right after the greatest battle of Jonathan's life, he came to a place where honey was falling out of the trees and covering the ground. And all he had to do was reach out and take it. I'm telling somebody in the house, the honey's on the way. The honey's on the way. I said, the honey's on the way. All you got to do is reach out and grab a hold of it. I'm preaching to somebody tonight uh, that God is going to reverse the curse. Uh, Somebody is going to go home and find the atmosphere has changed. Uh, Somebody's going to go to the doctor uh, and the doctor's report is going to be different. Uh, They're going to say we saw it. Uh, We know it was there, but it's gone now. Uh, I'm preaching right now to someone who hears this message uh, about a divine reversal, uh, a miraculous turnaround. Uh, Amen. In our text, the men of the city came to Elisha the prophet. And in essence, this is what they were saying was, we have a problem. We've got a problem. From the outside, everything looks pretty. Everything looks good. On the outside, but we got a problem. Yes, man of God, we got a problem. Now, let me bring it just a little closer home so you might possibly understand. Oh, Pastor Riggin, we got a problem. Yes, we know that everything looks good on the outside, but we've got a problem. Is anyone going to help me tonight? How long are we going to try and keep going around the same mountain, fighting the same battles, struggling with the same addictions, wrestling with the same fleshly lust and desires, falling down at the same place over and over again, giving into the same temptations again and again before we're willing to admit we got a problem? Fasten your seat belts and hang on. I said, I've been talking to God. Amen. Men, if you can't look at a pretty woman without lust rising up in your heart, you got a problem. Women, if you can't look at a good looking man without lust rising in your heart, you got a problem. Ah, help me Jesus if you can't see somebody else blessed, amen with something nicer than what you have without becoming jealous and critical and envious then you got a problem if every time things don't go your way you run to the refrigerator and gorge yourself you got a problem, I said I'm preaching to somebody tonight if you still get angry and resentful and hold a grudge amen, every time somebody Says something negative about you or disagrees with you, you got a problem. Uh, If you, oh God, help me, if your car can't drive past the casino without turning into the parking lot, you got a problem. And if you can't log on to the computer without logging on to a porno site, then you've got a problem, honey. Well, you can help me, or you can sit there like a bump on a log. I said, because I'm going to preach tonight. I said, I've heard from God for this church. My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Uh, And my question tonight is, how long are we going to put up with attitudes, addictions, hang-ups, and the lust of the flesh that are self-destructive, and an absolute disagreement with the Word of God before we cry out to God, help, Lord, I've got a problem. I want to tell someone tonight. The only problem that's unsolvable, unfixable, and incurable is the only problem you will not admit to having. The first major step to a turnaround and a breakthrough for you and I and for those men in this story was number one, they recognized and admitted they had a problem. And secondly, they took their problem to the right place. Can I just obey God? Yes, sir. Hallelujah, brother Jerry, come up here. Get this chair. chair right here. I don't care which one you get. If you won't get mine, that's fine. Amen. Praise God. Amen, brother Riggin. Yes, amen. I'd like you to go set it. Set it right down there. That's, amen. I'm gonna take it easy on you, now. I'm gonna let you sit. Amen. Right there, right in, the, in between the two altars. That's fine. Right there. Set it right up against that altar. Amen. Brother Reagan, go ahead and sit down in it. Now, I'm not opposed to Alcoholics Anonymous or drug rehab or anger management or marriage counseling or stress reduction classes or whatever else type of help, self help, man made program that they come up with but these are all just band-aids applied to the surface in themselves they're not enough and they will never be enough they don't go deep enough uh, because they deal with the fruit of the problem but not the root of the problem the only power that can change the root of the problem is the power of almighty God uh, Uh, But the men of the city took their problem to the right place. Uh, And men and women of True Church of Olathe, Kansas, uh, are you going to let me preach to you a little while? Uh, I said, are you going to let me preach to you? I can't hear you. Uh, uh, If you really want to see this church grow, uh, you're going to have to learn to go to the man of God. You have to know where to go when you have a problem. You don't take your car to the dentist to get it fixed. And you don't ask a plumber to fix your teeth. And you don't want a janitor janitor operating on your brain. They may be all good people, and they may do their jobs real well, but there's a right person for the job, and you got to go to the right person. You may have good friends, and I don't care how good a friend they are. Oh, God help me, Jesus. But you're not going to get the deliverance you need. Surrounding yourself with your problems to people who are struggling with the same problems that you're dealing with. Hear me. Oh God, David said in Psalm 61, verse 2 When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And when you're in a fight, in a struggle, wrestling with an issue, whether it's spiritual, financial, emotional, sexual, whether it's an addiction or a bondage or a habit, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And you better go get someone that's higher than you. In other words, somebody that has that under their feet, somebody that's not wallowing in the same mess. You need someone who can show you what it looks like to be free. Everybody lift your hands right now. And get me. oh, the men of the city said to the prophet, This place is pretty. The city is located in a beautiful natural surrounding. And we like the neighborhood. It sets in a nice place. We like the view. From all outward appearances, it's all good. But the water is not. The water is cursed. It carries some kind of poison in it and it's making the ground barren. In other words, it's killing our future. I want you to notice it was not killing the men or the women or even the trees, it was killing the fruit. Thank God for some men in the city who wanted more than pretty. They wanted purity and power. And I wonder if we have some men and women in this house who want purity and power. Uh, Some men and women who are more concerned about being good than just looking good. The living Bible says... And I quote, that the water was causing the women to have miscarriages. That means nothing was being carried full term. Nothing was being birthed. Oh, God help me. I'm going to stop here for a minute and talk to some of God's people today that have let something into your heart and it's poisoned the life stream you become unproductive your life has become barren you have no joy you have no peace you have no passion for life you're full of bitterness and anger and resentment and unforgiveness and please forgive me brother Riggin if I get out of line Ah, you've let envy and jealousy and strife creep into your heart and now even when something good does happen or when something good is initiated it ends up drying and dying because your life stream is poisoned. Proverbs 4 and 23 says that we are to keep Or in other words, we're to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues or the streams of life. Until you get that out of your life. Amen. Until you get it out of your heart. Amen. Your life is going to be barren. You will poison every relationship. Every endeavor will be fruitless. You will make people miserable. And nobody will want to be around you. Amen. I hear an amen? You will poison your entire life. And everything you say and do will carry the toxin of the poison in your heart. You'll become a dream killer. You'll find yourself resenting anyone and everyone that has a dream or a destiny over their life. Help me, Jesus. Oh, God, dear Jesus, help me. I want to get to the blessing. But first, we've got to deal with the curse. We've got to deal with the problem. And the problem that we have is we want to blame everybody. We want to blame everybody else. We want to blame it on the preacher or the preacher's wife. Oh, God, help me. Uh, Or our boss or the wife or the husband or the rebellious kids or all those hypocrites in the church. Help me, God. We want to blame it on our environment, where we were born, what we didn't have and what we couldn't do. Oh, God, and I know that we all have some things we could complain about, but there is no change and there is no deliverance until we admit the problem is me. It's not my brother or my sister, but it's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. men said everything around us is not the problem it's in the stream it's in the bitter waters that are cursing the ground and we're losing our future because no babies are being born oh God help me and these men made a decision that day to fight for their future to fight for their destiny to fight for their families to fight for their sons and daughters their seed was being destroyed and one of the devil's greatest fears is that you will become who you are destined to be and do what you are destined to do I said that's the devil's biggest fear every one of us in this place has a divine DNA that was put in us before. Amen. We were ever born and every time the devil looks at you, he sees the potential of you and your destiny. Your problem is the devil believes in you more than you believe in yourself. I said let me repeat what I said. Your problem is, amen, the devil believes in you more than you believe in yourself. The devil is afraid of the seed you carry, the potential to become what God desires you to be. That divine DNA that resides in you. And he wants to kill the seed before it's ever born. The devil is a dream killer. Uh, Joseph carried in him the seed of greatness in dream form. His brothers sought to kill him. Not because of who he was, but because they were afraid of what he would become. Listen to what Genesis chapter 37, verses 18 to 20 has to say. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Behold now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dream. It was not Joseph, the little brother, that they feared. It was Joseph, the dreamer, that they feared. I said, it was Joseph, the dreamer. Oh, God help me. And if you're not careful, I said, there's people sitting on these pews. I said, they want to kill your dream. Oh, God help me, Jesus. But I'm telling somebody to hold on to the dream tonight. Uh, Hold on to your dream. Uh, Hold on to your dream. Uh, Martin Luther King wasn't the only one that said, I have a dream. I've got a dream. This pastor has a dream. I said this pastor has a dream. And here in the setting of this story, men of the city said this is not right and we do not accept it and I'm going to boldly declare to this church that you are going to have to stand up and say, this is not right and we do not accept it. I would to God somebody would stand to their feet right now and say, this is not right and we do not accept it. It's not normal and we're not satisfied to just sit in a pretty place and watch our destiny being stripped away from us. And they decided, amen, our future is worth fighting for. How many are willing to fight for your children to be delivered from the hand of the enemy? Fight for the destiny of your grandchildren. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your health. Fight for your dreams. Fight for your future and the future of this church. Come on somebody, I'm trying to tell you, if you want it, you're going to have to fight for it. I said if you want it, you're going to have to fight for it. The devil is not going to sit back and watch you waltz into your destiny without a fight. Those sons and daughters and those grandchildren. And could I say it this way as to bring it down to where we're living? Those young people that God wants to utilize as apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers are not going to walk into their calling without somebody fighting for them. many apostolic people of God today who have lost their fight they've lost their fire they've lost their passion they've lost their zeal they've settled down just satisfied to know they're saved and they're not going to hell and they don't care about anybody else they become barren, unproductive sterile and unable to reproduce, no spiritual births, no groanings and travailings no birth pains oh God help me Jesus, no power to heal the sick or cast out devils or deliver the bound and the oppressed Oh, but these men they recognized the problem and they made a choice for change Somebody tonight is choosing change. Somebody has decided to do something about it. To have a divine reversal or to reverse the curse. It must become a source of grief to you. I said it's got to be something that gets a hold of you. As long as you're willing to put up with it, you're going to have it. Does anyone remember Hannah? I preached about her, amen, back in, I believe it was June. Amen. She was satisfied just to be the favored wife of Elkanah. She was favored but fruitless. Amen. Amen. She was blessed but barren. Oh, God. And until Elkanah's other wife, Penaniah, began to provoke her over her barrenness at first, it was just an agitation and a small irritation, uh, but it continued until it reached a point, amen, where the grief and the vexation became so strong, she cried out to God to be delivered of her curse. In Bible days, it was considered a curse for a woman to be barren. She came to the man of God and cried out to be delivered, and God deliver her from her barrenness he opened her womb he gave her a divine reversal he reversed her curse you must first embrace the word of God as the final authority if you're ever going to see anything happen around here you've got to see the word of God and the man of God as the divine authority in the house The prophet represents the man of God and the word of God. And the word of God is the word of blessing. The curse may be in fact very real. You've been maybe, you've been laboring under a curse all your life. Amen. There are all kinds of curses. Amen. There's a curse of sickness and disease. The curse of poverty and lack. Uh, no matter what you do or how hard you work, you just can't seem to get out of debt. There's the curse of divorce, of drug addiction, or alcoholism, and the curse of fear. There may be a thousand different curses, but there is only one cure. Amen. It's the universal cure. It cures everything big or small. It's the blessing, and the blessing is greater than the curse because Jesus is the blessing. And the Word of God tells us in verse John 4 and 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I come to tell somebody tonight, I don't care what kind of curse has been over your life or over this church or even who has said this church is cursed or how long it's been around. I said I'm going to repeat it. I don't care if someone foolishly thought that they could curse this church or this pastor or how long it's been since they've done it because it won't work for the blessing. Blessing is greater than the curse. Jesus is the blessing, and you cannot curse God or his people. (laughs) Listen to what Galatians chapter 3, verses 10 through 14 tells us for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse for it is written cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of law to do them but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God it is evident for the just shall live by faith and the law is not of faith but the man that doeth them shall live in them Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law who being made a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith And I've come to this pulpit tonight to tell this assembly that if you claim to have the Holy Ghost, then Jesus Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And you have received the promise of the Spirit through faith. Oh, and that hold Satan had on you, he ain't got no more. And the chains of bondage have been broken asunder. And if we apply God's word and his power to our lives, and we choose to walk in righteousness and obedience to God, the freedom that we desire can and will become rich. Re- Reality. Further, the Bible tells us about a backslidden prophet by the name of Balaam who hired himself out to put a curse on the children of Israel. In Numbers 22 and 6, we read where Balak tells Balaam, Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, and that I may drive them out of the land. For I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou cursest is cursed. Then skipping down to verse 41, we read, And it came to pass on the morrow when Balak took Balaam and brought him unto the most high places of Baal. Uh, that thence he might see the utmost part of the people. Uh, Reading on in in chapter 23, verses 1 and 2, uh, And Balaam said unto Balak, uh, Build me here seven altars, uh, and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. Uh, And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. uh, And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. Uh, uh, Understand, Balaam had every intention uh, of cursing the children of Israel, uh, and he made every possible effort. Uh, He just could. Couldn't make it stick. Uh, three different times he went through his program. Set up his altars and made his sacrifices. In an effort to curse God's people. And in verse number 11 of the 23rd chapter we read. And Balak said unto Balaam. What hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse mine enemies. And behold thou hast blessed them all together. And Deuteronomy 20. 3 and verse 5 we read the rest of the story for it says they hired against thee Balaam to curse thee nevertheless the Lord would not hearken to Balaam but the Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing and I don't want no music tonight and I'm closing but I'm going to tell somebody Tonight there is a divine reversal that's taken place in this house. Decisions are being overturned and a divine reversal is taking place. God is reversing the curse. And many of God's people who have been laboring under a supposed curse, but tonight the men of the city, the men and women of this church have come to the right place. There is a blessing in this house. His name is J S U S. I said his name is Jesus. Jesus is not just the blessing. He is the blessing, and the blessing is greater than any curse. Hey. And when that salt came in contact with those curse waters, the curse waters had to go. <laughs> he said, Bring me a cruise of salt. And he put that cruise of salt into the water. Uh, And the waters instantly, amen, were cured. The curse had to go. The salt is symbolic of the Christ life. The Holy Ghost filled life of the spirit and power of God. And out of the same place where death emanated, life began to flow. Help me, Jesus. And the Bible said the waters were healed from that day forward. I don't know why or how. I said, I don't know why or how, but I do know this that this is for this church. And God said to tell you, this is your day for a divine reversal. Woo! The divine reversal is taking place. And that supposed curse is being turned into a blessing. What the devil meant for evil, God is working for our good. That same place that was known as the fount of bitter waters uh, became known as the fount of blessings. Uh, It became a blessing to every plant, uh, every tree, and every thirsty traveler. Uh, And from the same place where there was hopelessness and despair and death came joy and peace and life. Yes, you've experienced the curse of bitter waters, and I might not know what form the curse has taken in your life, but I do know this. The blessing is much, much greater, and God is wanting to set you free and heal your waters tonight and turn it around and make your life a blessing. I know it's hard to believe sometimes how God can take those hard places in your life and all those bitter places and cause them to be a source of faith and hope. But it's happening right here, right now. You men, amen, have got a problem. I want you to come stand in front of this man. Let him lay his hands on your head. Right now. The power of the blessing is moving into these areas right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, brother. Come on, believe it right now. In Jesus' name. Yes! 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 E yes. Yes. yes! Go ahead. Go ahead. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. E to la 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 basata yo In Hurry, hurry, don't wait. Don't wait. Hurry, hurry. Get your blessing. Come on, get your blessing. Sataya and na nama haka O oka tarara la na nama hosaka yandala la nama sataya, ika la la Ilalalala hosia, i la No, next, next, next. Iko torobo Ah, yes. Iko lo on ladies form a line form a line I feel this in the Holy Ghost we're going to break it tonight I said we're going to break something in Jesus name oh God give the strength God right now now, God. Now, God. Give him the strength na <laughs> na <laughs> Come on, come on, everybody praying right now. Come on. Come on. That same place known as the fount of bitter waters has become known as the fount of blessing. Come on. It's going to become a, a blessing. Amen to every thirsty traveler. Come on, come on, come on. The same place, amen, where death emanated. Life is going to come. I said life is going to come. Come on, everybody praying right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Somebody else hurry. Amen. <laughs> come on somebody else get behind her come on ichololo do mosita ri andana na na mosaya Come on, bring on the salt, God. Bring on the salt. Ah, I said it's symbolic of the Christ life, the Holy Ghost-filled life, and the Spirit and the power of God. Get full of the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. (laughs) Ano mosika mata yo no moshi ikotara wa hosaya yottara matoki kata ya mata yo koshi ya ima no kikotara no wa hosu Come on, everybody praying, everybody praying. Alamos Tokyo. Yes, yes. satade yata ya. Ah la 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 masata andoko. Don't Miss your opportunity right now in Jesus' name. Don't miss your opportunity right now in Jesus' name. Ah, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Anata wa moshi yokoti Right now, God, in Jesus' name, I plead your divine virtue. I plead the power of the Holy Ghost over her. Andalama sata ko yandarada God, right now in your name, right now in your name, right now. Ikala basataya. Ikondiomomo sataya. Anti onda lama satayo kionananamoho siko. Yandalama sataya. Next, hurry, hurry. The man of God is getting tired. <laughs> oh, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, he <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ananama <laughs> Oh god <laughs> God's wanting to use some of these young people. You hear me tonight. I said God's wanting to use some of them. Ah, to be apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Come on, church. Let's get under a burden for them. I urge you and I implore you, the remainder of this week, amen, get behind this man of God, help him fast, help him pray, amen, Brother Riggin, I've been praying for you every morning, amen, I've been fasting, I've been praying, I've been believing, I'm believing God is going to do it, I believe God is going to reverse it, God is going to give us a divine reversal, I said, tonight is a turnaround. I said, tonight is a turnaround. When you come back in this place, amen, Sunday morning, I want you to be believing in God. I said, I want you to be believing. God's going to fill someone with the Holy Ghost.